0: Hello,
1: everybody. Cal Banyan here. I'm back, and I'm back with a really special guest Dr. Gregory Brown, MD, psychiatrist, researcher, professor, and five path, and most importantly, five path board certified hypnotherapist. And if you, if this is your first video watching me talk to him, go back because this is number four in a series of four. We've talked about some really good stuff. We've talked about really his journey in going from into the world of hypnosis and then five path and seven path and bringing it into the medical and uh, uh, medical school environment and his private practice. We talked about upcoming research that's being planned to to show that seven to, to well, first I, for me, it's to show, but really scientifically to demonstrate whether or not there is a measurable difference here. If it's something that could maybe even become as well accepted as today, mindfulness is. And then we also talked about, and this is a really biggie, also the one we just finished, is psychiatric medications and hypnosis. That is really good. We've got a really good video. So go back through those and then you'll hit this one on the ground running. And today I asked, he's going to be speaking at our symposium here in Dallas. It's the five path international association, annual symposium. And he submitted an article and I he did a little two-minute video for our, our, our members to see what it was about. And I thought, gosh, I'd like to give him a little bit more time and get that information out to everybody. Because even though the, the symposium is actually four or five pathers, we open the door to any open-minded individual and in any profession. All right. Greg, how you doing? Great. How are you doing, Cal? Well, you really hung in there. Four videos. Wow. <laughs> Why not? I'm Why here. Not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, how do you want to start? What, like you, you wrote this you, this topic up. Tell me how that came about that that you wanted to do that.
0: Well, um, uh, going back a little bit, when I was in training in my residency program, um, psychiatrists were starting to study these neural circuits that were involved with post-traumatic stress disorder, especially in veterans. And the assumption in every article, article after article after article, was that um, these brain circuits are now cooked to each other. So you have a, a, a like a, a car backfire outside, you're going to have a panic attack or a, a startle response forever because the neurons are now connected, and there's no way to unconnect them. And this was just the assumption for a decade.
1: Is that like and the old he, conditioned response? You know. Of,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the 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 behavioral. The solidate, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be. The, yeah, that's the behavioral explanation. But they're looking at these neural nets and and making the same claim, essentially based upon how, the connecting the limbic system where the uh, emotional activity comes and to the association cortex where you get these these memories. Now, in our language, that is the conscious mind being the frontal cortex and then the emotion and the limbic system being the subconscious mind and then feeling it in the body being the unconscious mind. But talking about it in those terms. So, obviously, when you start looking at hypnosis and you are watching right in front of you, that an emotional reaction to a previous event is now gone. <laughs> it just happened. You, you see it. You can't unsee what you see. Um, and it's also the case with some, you know, EMDR, as just as an example, a counterexample, was being created in that same decade, and people who had EMDR had an absolute Extinguishment of that negative emotion associated with the event. Here's another example of a technique in which we have eliminated the negative emotion. So the question then became how, because yeah. you know the the biologists are saying it can't happen, and yet clinicians are watching it happen in front of their very eyes. So a researcher began looking at this, and he named this phenomenon memory reconsolidation theory. Now. I'll just warn you at the outset: if you go and buy his book, it is essentially unreadable. I mean, it is just you know, it's bio- its like double downing into biology. And if you don't have a PhD in bio- biology, and I don't, then um, you know, it, it's a really tough read. But essentially, if you boil it down to the key points, what he demonstrated using. Uh, brain imaging and chemical assays and a whole number of really sciency kind of things (laughs) is that if you bring a memory trace or a memory into awareness and there is an emotion associated with that memory and you do nothing then when that memory fades out of awareness the same emotion remains attached to the memory and that is a flashback or a nightmare right A flashback is where a memory comes back the emotion comes back you don't do anything with it because you're terrified and then it just goes back into memory as memory plus terrified as a single unified event Mm -hmm. so and that's what the biologist and also the behaviorist would have talked about before so what he demonstrated was if you could bring that memory into awareness with the emotion and then radically change the physiology, which in our terms would be to change the emotion while the memory trace is still there, Mm -hmm. then as long as you have successfully done that, when that memory drops back into long-term memory store, it is now associated with the new emotion. And this is profound because if we look, for example, at Five Path in doing a phase two stage two, age regression back to a point of fear. Okay, you've brought up a memory uh, or a representation of a memory with the fear attached. Now you go to before that event where the emotion can no longer be. And then you go through the process of making that memory no longer fearful through the informed child technique. And then you walk them back through that memory and there's no fear left. You have just done that process, which is highly biological and highly physiological from the understanding of memory consolidation theory. You've just done it. You have done the science. We didn't even have the science to know it was science when you were doing it in hypnosis for decades. (laughs) I mean, in various forms, but now there's the science to say, this is why It no longer bothers
1: them. Yeah, you know why it doesn't come back. And like I cut my teeth on John G. Watkins, PhD, Mm. former president of the American Psychological Association. And he wrote uh I the I think it was uh War Neurosis or something like that. Mm. And it was and I don't have the book in front of me, but it was during World War II. He's working with these people with what is now called PTSD. And do it, he's the one that invented the informed child technique. And I don't think it was called informed child technique, but he'd take people back then knowing what you know now and letting them know. And that that's really how I really first came to understand the age regression and doing that kind of work. And so, you know, and what's nice is when we can say, okay, this chemical thing is happening and this chemical thing is happening. And it's not just what do we call that, you know, suggestibility that's going to wear off. Place- exactly. Not just placebo effect, right? That you do this, 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 and they think they feel better and whatever. But you can say, well, this has physically changed in the brain and this is how it's happening. Because then it becomes measurable in physical terms,
0: right? Exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. What an exciting time for the world of hypnosis. Um,
0: yes. So exciting
1: part of it. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I was doing stuff that I knew worked, but, you know, why it worked and stuff, all I could do is say, well, this is, I could set up a reasonable sequence and say, well, if you do this and now you know that, and I come up with ideas like um, emotional resonance and things like that. And then we, but now we can say, okay, now we've got this biological chemical model that explains what's going on. And we just keep doing what we've always been doing, maybe even a little bit better. Awesome.
0: And and uh, you know, as an aside, you we do know that some of these extinguishes re, these responses will extinguish, which led to things like the uh, the behavior therapies to try to do this. But the problem is, you don't create a new emotional state. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have someone relive it, relive it and relive it and relive it and relive it and relive it until the emotion drops off, then when they leave the session, they're worse than they started. Because you've reinforced the negative emotion instead of changing it to something else. And that's what is so amazing about these techniques in comparison with some of the things that they try to make work.
1: Yeah. Back in the older days of early psychoanalysis, they relied on catharsis and mm-hmm. they got just the bleeding off of the emotion. Mm-hmm. But now what we can do is we can associate the, whatever was going on now with, with hindsight and it's hindsight about- is twenty twenty. Right? Exactly. exactly So it can transform people so quickly. How does this relate to Seventh Path?
0: Well, Seventh Path is exactly the same thing with every recognition you do. Um, Essentially, if you you say the recognition in your mind and the association which comes up as the echo has a negative emotional atone, an activation of the stress response system, you stop it quickly enough, you repeat the recognition, the recognition is uh, much more relaxing and positive than that negative emotion was. And so it alters that when it goes back into long-term memory store again. So you're actually doing a mini version of that with every recognition that you say every time you do Seventh Path. Um, and it's, of course, less, less. Um, I mean, it's it's just positive if you have a positive echo. But when you have a negative echo that arises, that is exactly the same process that's happening
1: right just one two one two one two Mm -hmm. Um, good Mm -hmm. is there anything else you you think you could explain about that or that you want to make more clear or anything
0: well i would say for fellow five and five pathers and seven pathers um if you take a look at um the expanded model of the mind where you have conscious subconscious unconscious you see that these these neural systems that are that are activating when that negative memory comes to the mind it activates the emotion in the limbic system which is the subconscious in that model and then there is often a physical sensation that goes along with that high level of activation whether it's a tightness in the stomach a crushing sense in the chest that's the unconscious level of processing. So you're seeing this entire process really well uh, dem- uh, well described in that model of the mind that, uh, that Cal provides in the training. And, and that is just a roadmap to this. So what happens then is you've activated that process with bringing up the event, you move back before the event, now the emotions and the beliefs from the subconscious are being changed and then when those are changed you don't have the physical activation in the body anymore because you're not activating that meaning system going to the unconscious that then had the bodily sensation so then when it is reconsolidated in memory when you think of that conscious thought again the the subconscious emotion and belief system is different so it's no longer activating. And that's the way you would put it in hypnotic language instead of that biological language. And I would just say, modify your description of what's happening to match your client's needs. Mm -hmm. Because some clients could care less about science. Um, So talk to them the way you always talk to them. Some clients really want a scientific explanation of everything. Mm -hmm. Use this. Match what their needs are so that you're matching your explanation to what your client needs so they can understand it best.
1: Awesome. Speak their language, match their level of how they understand the world or what mm-hmm. perfect. Yes, I've you know, and then you know, we talk about five paths, talk about seven paths, but boy, when you put the two together like we mm-hmm. teach in class, along with the secret language of feelings, and you just have clients or patients coming back to you and go, I feel better. And yeah. You know, <laughs> Or, you know, what's funny is they'll change at the subconscious level, okay? And they'll even deny, oh, I was never that bad before, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> like, I was, you know, I was never that bad. You, you go back to your notes, and you go, you're using the word terror, frozen, <laughs> all this kind of stuff. And so some clients, I'll use SUD scales, your subjective units. Of oh. And so I'm working with this one person that was learning disabled, and then they got a uh, some kind of infection in their brain. And they just went down to what they, he called himself level one functioning, floating anxiety of like mm. eight, nine. And just And and I can just plot the points on each session. And you'll have some bumps in the road, something happened and stuff, but then he just keeps going on that improvement or reduction of anxiety. And I said, just keep, say the recognition, wait for the echo, you know, and and that gets it done. All right. Well, thank you very much. I, you, I'm really happy we managed to get these four important videos done. And I'm looking forward to seeing you at the symposium. And uh, the anything you want to say to wrap it up?
0: I think that covers it. It's awesome. All
1: right. Be um, at the
0: symposium yourself.
1: That's right. I'd love to see you guys there. I'd love to walk and go, I saw you on the video, right? <laughs> So all you folks out there, you know, I've, I do uh, three or four certification courses every year. And we turn, are literally turning out the, among the best hypnotist, hypnotherapists in the world using some of the most powerful techniques. I'd love to see you in class. Uh, check out the website, look around. And if you have any questions, just give us a call. We understand that you have questions. All right. That's it for now. Cal Banyan, signing off. Thank Bye, you. Doc. Bye, Greg. Bye-bye. All right, Dio. Wow, that was well worth the effort, even if we got startled a bit late because I didn't know what I was doing.
0: <laughs> it all worked. Okay. It all worked.
1: I think that's going to be great. You know, I think this is especially going to be good for Five Pathers. Oh, good. Just, uh, you know, I'm, in the past, I've, you know, I have all these different approaches to putting out videos and, Sometimes you just have to put out videos of opportunity and not really look at, okay, who am I targeting in these videos? Because mostly I make videos for the general uh, mm. public. People are thinking about coming into the profession or they're already in the profession and they're frustrated and, and not getting anywhere. And that's what my videos are for. But I think this, this is just all around going to be good for everybody. And especially five pathers because it's going to make them feel even more confident in what they're doing.
0: Oh, excellent. Excellent.
1: Well, thank you for asking me. It's been a fun afternoon. All right. If you ever want to do it again, you let me know.
0: Anytime. Anytime you need it, Cal, just reach out. No problem. I'll always make time for you.
1: All right. We love you. We appreciate you. And uh, we'll see you at the symposium, if not before. Who knows? Very good. Take care. Bye for now. Bye-bye.